Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Burnaby, British Columbia, to Portland, Oregon, and from Seattle, Washington, to wherever it is you may be listening all across GNAC country, welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. I'm your host, Robert Lowry, and certainly glad to have you joining us tonight. A little bit later in tonight's program, we'll take a look at what happened this past week around the GNAC. We'll take a look ahead as well to some of the highlights coming up in the week ahead across the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Megan Morris, Seattle Pacific Women's Soccer Standout, is going to join us a little bit later in tonight's program as well. But at the top of tonight's program, it's my first opportunity to talk to second-year head coach Thomas Ford from Simon Fraser University, uh, took over the program last year. And then this past Saturday, he saw his clan score 24 straight points in the second half to come from behind to beat Azusa Pacific 24-17 on the road down in Glendora, California. Coach Ford, I understand from reading some of the press after that game, there was a little bit of hooping and hollering in the clan locker room after that victory. I, I would assume that's a, that's a fairly fair assessment. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's an understatement. It's probably what it is. <laughs> uh, no, there was, there was definitely a lot of excitement uh, Saturday night after a big win in L.A. Well, let's talk just a little bit. That that snapped a, a, a long losing streak that the clan had uh, had uh, been involved with. But over the last couple of weeks, you had played a couple of previous opponents really, really tough. Did you see that things were starting to click offensively and defensively in the way that the clan was playing under your new system that's now in its second year? Oh, no question. You know, our team is, is really um, pretty deep in terms of young players. Uh, not too often in, in our league and then really anywhere in Division Two, where you see, you know, up to 19, you know, true freshmen or redshirt freshmen in, in a two deep. Uh, and so what, you're, what you really got to see on Saturday was just kind of that maturation process of this team, kind of taking that next step. Uh, we've been very competitive outside of our first two games. Uh, versus Portland State and Angelo State, two very good football teams. Um, but, you know, I've been very competitive. And, and for us, you know, we, we, we've reached that level, but it was time to go put everything together and, and get a win. All right. Well, let's talk about what got you the victory this past Saturday down there in California. Big road win. And any time you win on the road in the Gene Act, that's an added bonus without question. What allowed the team to, to come up with that, that big explosion of 24 straight points what clicked offensively what clicked defensively that allowed you to to come from behind and get that win well I think defensively we played we really played well the entire night uh early in the game on the first drive we had you know allowed a big play on a quarterback draw and um after that point our defense really had felt good about our game plan we did a good job running the football um, we, we got off to the quarterback pretty well with five sacks, and uh, I thought defensively we did a really, really nice job. And then on offense, we just we just found a little bit of, of, of 
of success in the run game. Um, and really in our offense, if, you, if we can get the running game going, we know we can throw the football. Um, but I think that was really the difference on Saturday was really getting that running game going and, and the defense really executing at a high level. With the victory, the Klan was named the Great Northwest Athletic Conference Team of the Week. And not only that, you took two of the three Player of the Week awards as well. And defensively, Ian Crocker was able to uh, secure the Great Northwest Athletic Conference Defensive Player of the Week honors. Uh, It looks to me like he is a guy, from reading what I've read about him and things like that, he is somebody who is really a stalwart on the defense that, that you can move around and use in a variety of different ways. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, when we recruited uh, Ian, I, I, I met Ian right after his junior season, and it was a, a season I got cut short. And uh, when I watched his film, I really felt like Ian was a guy that, had he played an entire junior season, might be playing in the big sky right now. Um, so we developed a really good relationship. and. He believed in what we were doing up here. And, and again, he was a guy that we had projected as playing as a true freshman. And like you said, he's done an excellent job. Uh, we played him at the Mike linebacker spot. We're moving him around uh, in terms of our blitz packages. You know, he, he's a guy that can cover. And, and so he's really a guy that I think is really exciting and hasn't even had an off season yet. So we're pretty excited about him. And when you talk about your, your youngsters, uh, I think Brandon Nixich is, is a name that uh, some people around the GNAC are now starting to note. He is your freshman quarterback uh, playing extremely well. And Rice and John, wide receiver, was on the uh, receiving end of eight passes for 109 yards. And, and for that, John was named the Great Northwest Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Talk a little bit about that pitch-and-catch combination between those two. Well, I think uh, those two guys are really starting to develop their chemistry. Uh, Rise and John has been an absolute just mismatch for really everybody we've played. Uh, he's done a nice job of really – going from a player that had great potential a year ago, led the GNAC in receptions and receiving yards uh, to a guy who's really pushing it past that level. And, and I think uh, him being a senior, Brandon being a freshman, uh, you know, we had an injury to a, a very good player, Justin Sieber uh, in our first game. And, and I think that chemistry just, it wasn't there, right? Justin had been throwing with Ryzen all summer and Brandon was thrown in federal way uh, as, as a true freshman, getting ready for his first fall camp. And so, uh, over the course of the last five games, you know, those guys have definitely developed a chemistry and uh, they've got a knack for the deep ball. That's for sure. We're having the opportunity to speak with Thomas Ford, the Simon Fraser university head football coach following a 24 to 17 come from behind win over Azusa Pacific this past Saturday. Now we talk about you being only in your second year there at Simon Fraser, but you have a, a long coaching uh, pedigree uh, you have had coaching stints at Puget Sound, at Linfield, and at Southeastern Oklahoma as well. Uh, Puget Sound and Linfield certainly right here in our neck of the woods. What was it that lured you back to to the Middle West, and and is the is the brand of football that you uh, that you took part in there in any way really different than what we see out here in the Pacific Northwest? Uh, well, to answer your first question, I think, uh, you know, I, the Southeastern job kind of came about as I was beginning my coaching career at Linfield. Um, I was looking at some graduate assistant jobs uh, while I was there. I had a great talk with Coach Smith, who's been a mentor for me since he recruited me back when I was a high school kid. Um, and Joe said, Coach, if you really want to do this, you have to leave. 
And uh, I took that GA job and that turned into a full-time position the very next season. And um, yeah, it was, it was one of those situations where uh, I, I applied for the job, not knowing anyone. Um, I had recently became engaged and her family is actually from Oklahoma. So we were going to visit there that winter anyway. And um, it was just kind of one of those things where it was the right time and the right move. And um, there's no question. Uh, I learned a ton about division two football. Uh, so to answer that next question, I, I think division two football in Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, that whole region is the best division two football there is. Um, and I think my experience there has really kind of shaped my understanding for what division two football is and, and trying to bring some of that knowledge and, and so kind of some of that style uh, up here to Simon Fraser. You talk about coaching. You also were an unbelievably good football player at Linfield, a star running back for Linfield, and, and you helped the team win the Division Three National Championship as well. When you hearken back to your playing career, do you see some of the things that you, that you developed in yourself and you developed as part of that Linfield team that have then since been incorporated into your coaching and some of the style you're trying to, to have, particularly with your running backs now at uh, Simon Frazier? Oh, uh, there's no question. I think uh, really I'd say 85 to 90% of my coaching philosophy stems directly from Linfield. Uh, you know, they've been, they've been doing it the right way for over 60 years, haven't had a losing season in over 60 years. And so they're, they're doing something right there. And I think a, a lot of that knowledge and a lot of that philosophy on just how to carry uh, yourself as not just a football player, but as a person uh, has been really influential, obviously, in my career. And, and definitely has, you know, the Simon Fraser program has a lot of that injected in it. Uh, with that being said, it's funny that you mentioned the running backs. Uh, I, we, I was actually kind of getting after the running backs today. I, I told him today, guys, it's really difficult for me to watch you guys do things wrong. It's a position I played, right? So I'm always going to hold those guys to a little bit higher standard. And, and it was neat to, to get it going because we actually do have some really good, young, talented kids. And uh, those guys are developing well um, over this season as we get that running game going. When you talk about the youth of this Simon Frazier team, obviously each player has to – individually prepare themselves mentally to get ready for a game, but can they feed off each other and can maybe the success of the youngsters, can that be spread among the other ones as well? Oh, well, there's no question. I think the expectation level is just different, right? We are, we are, we are really, again, operating like what is what I see a high level division two football program. Um, and so it's been very competitive you know, guys are going to be accountable for that standard. And, and when you have the young guys, they don't know any different, right? And so that to them is the standard and just the way things are. And our older players have really bought into that same philosophy. So, you know, we have a situation where we do have some veteran players that are, are definitely leading the right way. And again, with these impressionable young guys that don't really know any different, they, they don't care about what we did in 2015 or 2016, right? They only know about, what they came here to help us build. And, and right now they're really showing that they can be a huge part of that success. Well, and you're certainly building it. I don't think there's any question about it. And, and this has got to be a very exciting time for you because I think uh, coming off that victory this past Saturday, you're starting to see maybe some of the, some of the, uh, some of the progress uh, paying off. Now, 
you have another road trip this Saturday. You have the long one down there to California last week. This week, you head to Ellensburg, Washington, to take on Central Washington University. Talk a little bit, if you will, about that game. What do you expect out of the Wildcats, and what will the clan need to do if they want to make it two straight in the GNAC? Well, uh, you know, what we're going to really have to do against a really good football team and football program in Central Washington is, is, is really execute at a high level, uh, take care of the football, and, and play relatively mistake-free. You know, obviously you're always going to have a ton of mistakes in any football game, but if we can limit those errors and, and really limit their big plays on offense and again, take care of the ball, you know, and keep it away from their defense – you know, it should be a good game. You know, I've got a huge amount of respect for what Coach Fisk is doing over there. Obviously, in his first year there at Central, but has really done a nice job of, of really getting his guys ready to go. There's no question they're talented. I mean, that offense is explosive. Uh, their defense gets after it. Very physical group that can run. So we've got our, we definitely got our, uh, our work cut out for us. Uh, but at the same time, I, I feel really good about it if we can, again, do those things and take care of the football and, and, and limit their big plays. What's it been like in practice? You said just a couple of minutes ago that you were kind of getting on your running backs a little bit today, but uh, putting that aside for a minute, what has been the mood around the team in practice this week? Have you seen a little more pep in the step? Have you seen maybe uh, a little more excitement uh, based on last Saturday's victory? Oh, well, without a doubt. You know, I think uh, our group knew we were in the, headed in the right direction and we were doing a lot of things right to, to get us closer to winning and, uh, whenever you get an opportunity to, to, to win against a football program like uh, Azusa Pacific, I mean, Coach Santa Cruz has done a phenomenal job there, and really we're, we want to emulate his program in a lot of ways. Uh, but whenever you're able to do it against a team like that at their place, it definitely gives those kids validation. And I think what you saw, especially yesterday and today, was just, just a little, like you said, a little more pep in their step. You know, guys that were kind of a little bit dinged up, they're, they're a lot more ready to get back on the field and, and get back to competing because, uh, again, I think winning cures a lot of ailments. <laughs> well, there, there's no question about that. So, well, Coach Ford, it's been a delight to speak with you. I know this is just our first, but it will not be our last conversation here on uh, GNAC Insider. Uh, I look forward to this Saturday's game. I think it's going to be a good one in Ellensburg between Simon Frazier and Central Washington University. Continued success uh, with the program there in Burnaby. And, again, I look forward to our next conversation here on GNAC Insider. I I sure appreciate you having me and definitely look forward to that as well. We'll talk to you again soon. That's Coach Thomas Ford, head football coach at Simon Frazier University. Well, this is GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. We are going to go ahead and uh, take a look at what happened around the GNAC this past week. We will do that when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, statistics, and more for all 11 GNAC members. Plus, Catch live event coverage on GNAC.TV. When I first came to SFU, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. When I got into my second semester, I suddenly wasn't so sure what I wanted to do anymore. So I started to explore a little bit. Archaeology, communications, history, even kinesiology. And then I decided to go on exchange to France for a year. I was an orientation leader for a year, became a community advisor in residence, 
helped start a choir. I even took a rowing course. After SFU, I have lots of possibilities of what I could do, but whatever I do, I know I'll be ready for it. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. Glad to have you along tonight. Time for us now to go around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. The GNAC Women's Basketball Preseason Coaches Poll was just released a couple of hours ago. It saw the top three teams come within five points of each other. Now, with four returning starters back, Central Washington is favored, but Western Washington and Alaska Anchorage are right behind the Wildcats. In women's golf, Simon Fraser tied for third and Western Washington 10th wrapped things up at the D2 West Region Preview in Carlsbad, California this afternoon. Cal, Stan, uh, Cal State San Marcos won the event. Meanwhile, in men's action, Western Washington at 12th and Northwest Nazarene 15th concluded play at the Otter Invitational in Seaside, California, which was won by Barry University of Florida. All the final team and individual results can be found at GNACsports.com. In football, Monmouth, Oregon was the place where Central Washington defeated first place Western Oregon 42-41 in a barn burner in overtime after a failed two-point conversion by the Wolves. In Anchorage, Alaska, the Seawolves volleyball team took down number two Western Washington in four sets on Saturday to hand the Vikings their first loss of the season. And the Western Washington men's soccer team jumped into first place in the GNAC standings after picking up two more wins last week at St. Martin's and Northwest Nazarene. The Vikings have now won three straight matches. That's what happened around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We are going to take a look ahead to women's soccer, what's coming up this week with Megan Moore, Seattle Pacific women's soccer standout. We'll get to that conversation with Megan when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. It's my pleasure now to be joined by Megan Moore, Seattle Pacific women's soccer standout, senior out of Santa Rosa, California, plays the midfield position there for Seattle Pacific. And 
Well, she scored the golden goal in the 92nd minute of Seattle Pacific's 1-0 overtime win at Central Washington this past Saturday. Megan, thanks for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, I just want to warn you, I'm a little sick, so I apologize in advance if I cough at any point. Well, that's that's perfectly okay, because uh, (laughs) I I, I, want to ask you about the last weekend's win you scored that golden goal like i said 92nd minute first goal Mm -hmm. of the season walk me through what happened there what put you in scoring position and then what you thought when you saw the ball enter the net yeah there's just um so many thoughts going through my head um i've just had a lot of opportunities that i haven't put away in other games and I had a I even had one in the second half in this game and I miss hit it so I just had a lot of thoughts going through my head and I just knew I had to keep composure in that final third and um, Chloe crossed the ball and the goalie batted it out and I was just happened to be at the right the right place at the right time and just picked up my head and noticed that she was to her right so I had to place it to the other side and yeah when when you headed it, did you know it was it was in? Um, no, honestly, I didn't. I was honest. It was just a blank. I was so nervous and at that moment, but um, yeah. Once I saw it go in, I was just happy to be surrounded by my teammates at that time, and it was super good feeling. I don't know if you've you've even taken time to think about this, but certainly, you know, when you were growing up and playing in Santa Rosa, California, and your years with the the Falcons, how many of these so-called golden goals uh, do you have to your credit? Um, Honestly, I have no idea, but um, I think there was an article that um, was just written up for SPU, and it said that I have three um, throughout my year at SPU. Now, as I mentioned, that you came up from Santa Rosa, California, and you're playing for Seattle Pacific. What was it about that Falcons program that encouraged you to come north? Um, yeah, so I I went to a private Catholic high school, so I just knew I wanted a smaller school, and um, SPU was something that embodied that, and um just the coaching staff and just the team aspect here is um, just indescribable and just the family aspect and um, everyone's just so welcoming. And I just love that about the school. And obviously academics plays a part of it as well. You're a business administration major, as I understand it. You're also a three-time GNAC all academic selection Talk a little bit about the importance of academics and what you plan to do uh, when you graduate with that business administration degree. Yeah, um, that's one thing I also love about SPU and just uh, soccer is, um, or just that with the athletics, um, school comes first, and that's just something that RB has um, enforced time, time, time and time again. So. That's one thing that I loved about this school. But, um, yeah. What do you want to do? Why business administration? Um, So my dad owns his own painting and roofing company, and um, I usually work um, in the summer and winter when I have time. So just 
potentially taking over that, um, but I'm not 100% sure yet if that's yeah. what where I want to go, the route I want to go. And Well, certainly very good in the classroom, very good on the soccer field. You were a second-team All-GNAC selection in 2018, third-team All-West region as well. When you look back at your play over the years at Seattle Pacific, do you feel, despite what you said about missing a few opportunities this year, do you feel that you are playing your best soccer this year? Um, That's a tough question. Um, I would say, I I mean, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be, like, the best player I could be. And um, obviously right now I don't think I've been playing the best soccer I could. But um, just my teammates and my coaching staff has just really um, reinforced me about my talents and skills. So I'm just thankful for them for that. And, yeah. Now, you're one of only four seniors on what's a relatively young Seattle Pacific team, without question. Despite that, you're off to a 6-1 and one start. Do you, As a senior, do you feel that you're carrying a little more responsibility this year and leading the younger players on your team? Um, yeah, I do. But also, I just think that just our team cohesiveness and just realizing that everyone um, – has a spot on this team and has a voice on this team. And I think that's just a great part about our team. So I think um, they, I mean, they carry a big part on the team too. So it's not just the older people. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, six and one on the conference season right now for Seattle Pacific, then Thursday night, You head to number 10, Western Washington, a victory by the Falcons would put you in a tie for first with Western Washington. What do you expect to see Thursday in Bellingham, and what will the Falcons need to do if they want to come out of there with a victory? Yeah, I think this game is what every soccer player loves to be playing in. Um, It's just going to be super competitive and I think in order for us to win, we just need to win our individual matchups and just keeping composure on the field. And with that comes communication on and off the ball. So I think that'll be the ultimate testament to see if we win or not. Well, I know it's a pressure-filled game, but are you more excited than anything else about this one? Because this is the big one. Yeah, I think we just in practice and – Today at practice, everyone's just so excited, and we're just really ready for this game. And um, this is like the first game we can go in as an underdog, and we have nothing to lose, so we're excited about it. Well, it's going to be a great one. If you're in Bellingham, I hope you get out for that uh, for that match between Seattle Pacific and Western Washington. I, I can guarantee you uh, that uh, you will not be disappointed. Megan, I know you said you're a little bit under the weather, so I'm going to cut you loose here, but please uh, drink some hot tea take care of yourself, be ready to go. And uh, when, when kickoff happens Thursday, uh, much good luck to you and to the Falcons. And I, I, I expect to have a real good game up there in Bellingham Thursday night, but thanks for joining us tonight. Continued success on the field and continued success in the classroom there at Seattle Pacific. And thanks for joining us tonight, despite being a little bit under the weather. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Megan Moore joining us tonight from Seattle. Well, time for us now to take a look at what's happening this week in the GNAC. 
The Battle of the Alaskas will take place tonight in Anchorage as the Seawolves volleyball team hosts the Nanooks at 7 p.m. That's Alaska time. Make sure to follow the live stream and the live stats, for that matter, at GeneXports.com. The big matchup in women's soccer again going to take place Thursday. Second place Seattle Pacific goes to Bellingham to take on Western Washington, a team that is undefeated in conference play and ranked 10th in the nation right now. Also on Thursday in Portland, Oregon, the Concordia men's soccer team will host Simon Fraser in what will be a rematch of the Cavs' October the 10th overtime upset of the Klan up on its home field. Simon Fraser and Central Washington mark the only GNAC football game this week. The Klan will head to Ellensburg with hopes of riding momentum from last week's victory at Azusa Pacific. And the GNAC Cross Country Championships will be hosted by Montana State Billings on Saturday at Amanda Park. The Alaska Anchorage men's and women's teams will both look to defend their team titles. Live results can be found on the GNAC website. Hey, remember that for all the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACsports.com to find news, stats, standings, and pretty much everything you want. Also, you can connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. We will wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider. We will do so right after this timeout. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. Well, I want to say a big thank you to the guests on tonight's GNAC Insider, Thomas Ford, the Simon Frazier head football coach, and Megan Moore, Seattle Pacific women's soccer standout, for joining us tonight. Also want to thank our producer, Kaho Akal, and Dave Haglin, Great Northwest Athletic Conference Commissioner. Once again, we will be back with GNAC Insider one week from tonight, next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. I would certainly ask that you would join us at that time, and I look forward to having you join us again for the next GNAC Insider. Until then, you can now consider yourself a GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry saying so long for now. You've been listening to G. 
CNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.